Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. My name is Stacey Millard. I'm your host. And for those of you who know me, I grew a seven-figure business literally from my basement to the boardroom in seven years and exited that business while having two babies. And you could imagine that the topic of burnout is hot in my world. It actually hasn't changed at all in the last decade that I've been doing business. This is always something that we're having a conversation on. And I wanted to share with you my perspective on it. I've experienced two very distinct types of burnout during my time. And I think it's really important to talk about both of them and ultimately what I did, but also give you some guidance on maybe what you could do if you're experiencing the same thing. So to start out, let's talk about like the most common type of burnout is by just simply putting in too many hours. I found myself in this position starting out because it was just me. Like I was really focused on growing the business and everybody says, I wish I knew when to hire sooner. And while I love to give people you know, perspective and financial advice. I work as a fractional CFO for clients now, and I love to give them advice of like, here's when you can really afford to hire somebody. A lot of the times that very first hire that leaves you not working too many hours is actually a very emotional hire. It's about your comfort with money, where you started emotionally with money before diving in. Did you need a lot personally? Are you trying to claw your way out of debt? What does that look like? And how quickly are you trying to scale? A lot of the time what leads to burnout is even just our, I was going to say industry, but it's not even our industry. It is society's view on how quickly you have to grow your business to what levels, to what milestones, and how quickly that has to happen in order for you to be deemed a success. So are you hitting seven figures in, you know, 24 months or five years? Like when are you hitting seven figures? And We're using those goal marks as like, I need to work harder, I need to work harder, I need to work harder, and I need to pay less expenses. So we only hire team members when we as business owners are already or maybe our team members are already past their limit. And that's what I mean by mindset is like, we maybe are like, ooh, I don't know if I want to invest and maybe lose money. I don't know if I want to hire somebody and lose money when I could be taking home more, or I could be paying the loan off faster, I'm going to just do it all myself. And that mentality is what led me to burning out early on. And actually, I'll add even another piece of that is like, is this income going to last? Like, what if I lost this client? And one of the things that I now mentor my clients on is, yes, I understand and completely appreciate I've been in your shoes, the fact that When we hire an employee, we take responsibility for them and their lives and providing them a good wage. However, just like we take on 
parenting and we promise to do our best for our children, we cannot prevent everything that happens. We cannot prevent a pandemic. We can't prevent, you know, errors. We all make mistakes. So there is this almost extreme level of ownership that, while I think is very noble, I think it is very important that we care for our team with the utmost respect. It's almost like the pendulum swung a little bit too far and it prevents us from hiring. So now we're not giving anybody a job at all. And so what I think we need to do and what I wish I had done is come at it with a mindset and an, uh, a thought of like, really, what does the business need? What could the business do? And if you're looking more towards that forward thinking of what does that next step look like? I think we would focus less on like, you know, let's do it all ourselves today and more of how do I bring a team along with me? So I really think it is a mindset shift in business. The other thing that really led to me having the mindset of I have to do it all myself, which led to the burnout, was thinking that my team couldn't handle it. I did not have perspective, and this is one thing I really wish to share with you. I did not have perspective on how long it might take my team to understand how I think, to learn, and really expected results like very quickly, expected to hand off a lot very quickly. I watch a ton of other business owners ride this roller coaster of like having a great interview with somebody who is naive. I don't know if you know about this like cycle of like learning or change. There's like so many different names for it. But when somebody's coming in and interviewing for your business, like they're so excited to take on the new project and they're all enthusiastic. And then they get into it and realize how much work's involved and how much they have to learn. And they end up in this valley of despair. And so I watch myself and other business owners like interview and then hire somebody who is like super enthusiastic. And then as things start getting piled on, we often just dump everything on them and they can't possibly keep up. And then it goes bad. And then we take everything back. And then we're frustrated that we maybe we made the wrong decision. And really, it's just that we're going about it wrong. That number one, we need to understand that our team members are going to hit that valley of despair because they are going to realize that there's like, actual work to be put in. It's not all going to be fun. I don't know about you, but I've actually, I've approached projects that way where I'm like, this is awesome. And then got in and been like, what did I sign myself up for? So if we know our team members are going to hit that, we know how to coach them through it. And it also means we'll delegate a little bit differently instead of like priding ourselves on like, well, we're resourceful, like, okay, yes, but we're entrepreneurs. We're resourceful. So my team should be as well. We really invest for the long run. And like, how do I really get like help people, you know, handle things so that they know how to think not just what to do. They don't know just like the steps like ABCD. They know how to troubleshoot and think through things and why they're doing things. So those are two major mindset shifts that I really had to have, which is really hard, especially the second one when you're like, I'm overloaded, I'm hiring, like I need a breath and you feel like you need a break. It's really tempting to just dump everything on somebody. But to really come at things with that long-term approach is like the ultimate boss move, okay? Ultimate CEO move. The other thing is, is just challenging myself. I got to a place where I was just used to working too much, which now I think is actually almost an addiction to a stress hormone you spent so much time stressed that you didn't really realize things could be another way. 
And also, I don't know if this still happens and I'm just like not a part of that culture or if it was just a thing in my day, but it was always like hustle. The hustle culture was like prime, which I think now, at least what I see on social media, it's like anti-hustle culture. I'm not scared to work, so I don't not believe in like working for your money, but hustling and like burning yourself out, I think is something we don't have to do. So coming from that hustle culture, like I thought I had to suffer in order to earn the respect. I thought I had to suffer in order to have the business that I wanted. I thought I had to suffer and that mindset caused me to suffer. And so all of these things brought together, working too many hours, not taking a day off, going through this like, you know, up down roller coaster with some team members I had tried to hire early on of like dumping everything on them and taking everything back. So I'm like, this isn't done properly, their own value of despair, them getting discouraged, not knowing how to handle it really led to a lot of good lessons that ultimately led to me running my business differently. So understanding that I had to delegate, including this is my one tip. I have a lot of business owners that I work with that are like, yeah, I delegate and everybody's responsible for their own stuff. And then I said, the ultimate test is how do they respond when they're sick for a day? How does your team respond when they're sick for a day? And they're like, well, they call me and they tell me they're sick for a day. And I'm like, okay. And then you go in and you figure out where everything's at and what needs to be done. And like, you figure it out. Right. And they're like, yes. I said, well, for me, the ultimate test of whether I was delegating properly and really had a team or I was still in charge with just people working for me is understanding where responsibility lies. So what we ended up doing in the business and what the change that I made that I encourage every business owner that I work with to make was getting to a place where people were responsible for themselves. They were responsible for their position. So they knew how to approach somebody else within the business to say, hey, I'm sick for today. Here's three things that need to happen. Could you watch out for this email? So-and-so is gonna be calling Can you handle this? And they pass their duties off to somebody else. Sometimes with my managers, that might have been me. Maybe half of it was me and half of it was somebody else. Maybe some things just were able to wait till they were back. But the point was, is that they took the responsibility for approaching and saying, can you handle this? And I watched some people be like, well, they're sick. I'm like, yeah, but unless they are in the hospital sick, They have five minutes to say, this is what's on the go and here's where you can find it. And that to me was a level of like commitment to the business where they cared about their positions. And in those moments, like that goes so deep. There was also a few other things that we did within the business to really drive culture. But I can tell you when everybody starts being responsible for their position, instead of just responsible for doing tasks for a day, but in fact, responsible for their position, the entire culture of the business changed and everybody respected each other so much more. And I will tell you when we had somebody on the team who wasn't a team player, the team did not tolerate bullshit. They did not tolerate somebody who didn't come with the same level of enthusiasm for helping our clients as they did. And those people very quickly weeded themselves out because they felt like they weren't welcome. So those are some major changes. Hey, it's Stacy here, and I have some exciting news that's going to make such a huge impact on your business journey. 
I created a guidebook called the Profit Playbook, and it's game-changing just for entrepreneurs like you and me. I'm incredibly passionate about doing only things that move the needle, and I poured only the most impactful and highly implementable tools, tips, and strategies into this guide for you. You better believe I took the 15 years of experience that I have working with thousands of business owners, as well as my own seven-figure success story, and I'm making it all available to you. We're going to dive in and explore why profit is truly the key that unlocks business success. You'll understand the levers that can drive more profit to the bottom line while still keeping your heart-led vision intact. And then I provide you 30 incredible ways to boost profit in your business. Imagine the possibilities. The best part is the it's completely free. Seriously, it's on me. I genuinely want to see you succeed. And this playbook is my way of lending a helping hand. Head over to the link in the show notes to grab your free copy of the profit playbook. And let's start that journey toward greater profitability together. I believe we can have income and an impact and live a life we love in our business. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. Also non-negotiable time off. If you are in a space where you're like, you have to like almost like come down from working too much. That is a sign that you're like living in survival mode and your need for time off is even more important. I used to joke after tax season, even before I had my business, but also during the business is that the entire month of May, I would almost be antsy and I, I would have to like calm myself every evening. I would look to pick up work because if you know accounting and taxes, like there was always taxes to do. So I would almost like instinctively put the kids to bed and do more work. And so then in the month of May, after tax season's over, I was like always almost like my body knew to look for more work to do. And I had to retrain it. And I tell you that because like that is the state we get in, even though you're not doing taxes, that is the state we get in, whether it's checking our email or checking social or, you know, doing something else in your business. Like we almost are in survival mode of like constantly feeling the need to be touching base and being productive in the business. And if you are in that state, now I look back and I'm like, oh, now I get, now I get it. Like that wasn't healthy that I was like, ha ha ha, it takes me a whole month to break my habits and come down from this state of like overworking and hustling. So if you can relate to that at all, I really suggest taking a breather and enforcing time off. Maybe it's that you don't check your phone after a certain number of hours, but I also would encourage you not to then like zone out to get whatever type of rest is going to actually bring you back to a state, not just zoning out a calm state. Okay. That's number one type of burnout. I know you guys have all been there. I wanted to share those couple stories with you because I think those tips are actually relatable to every type of business. However, there was a second type of burnout that I hit. And this really came back up last week when I was talking to another business owner who's also had massive success. And they're a few years into business and they said the exact same thing. And I was like, people need to know about this. The other type of burnout is when you start losing enthusiasm for the business because you're no longer aligned with the work that you're doing. And so for me, I was falling out of love with taxes. Now, the way that I have my business set up, I don't touch the taxes. I'm aware of taxes, but I hire professionals to do that instead of me being responsible for it, where I did not have that before. And for this other business owner that I'm talking to, it is that there was like, basically a whole number of unfortunate 
really unfortunate events that's led them to coming back into places in the business that they haven't been for a long time. And they're going through their own valley of despair of like, what am I doing? How come it's not, you know, getting results and quickly and they're taking on more like day to day role than what they had been in the past. And there's a whole head game, but they're not aligned with the doing. They really are aligned with the, you know, growth aspect and sales aspect of the business than the day to day of like the sending the emails and getting, you know, client approvals on things and stuff like that. And so being bogged down with the wrong thing is leading to them feeling burned out. Now, for me, obviously, I made choices the way I made choices. If you know my story, I ended up selling my seven figure business. I made those choices for reasons. I'm sure I've done a podcast episode on this before that you could go back to. And this other business owner, my advice was, how do we find joy? So for me, what really was important that really did light me up was mentoring entrepreneurs and working more closely with them in their business, doing the coaching aspect. So that is what I leaned into. For this other person that I was talking to last week, we talked about like, well, what really lights you up? And what we came down to was that for her, it was about showing up and networking and being in the physical presence of other entrepreneurs and that like energy and the excitement and just getting to share your expertise, which I mean, I can relate to having shifted online. There's a whole new level just getting into the room with people. But that is what lit her up. And when you're able to bring the fun and prioritize bringing the fun back to your business, instead of just focusing on those like, I have to do this tasks that you're not aligned with, all of a sudden it just opens up an entirely different mindset. And I think you can experience burnout, not just because you're overworking, but maybe you're taking a ton of holidays and you're working with, you know, the normal time frames, but you can experience burnout because you're doing a lot of something that you are not aligned with. And if you are in that position, I think this is like so important to talk about because most of the time we only talk about the like actual hour count of overworking instead of the like you're doing something that you're not aligned with. Now, I want to be clear because I think something to distinguish there are a lot of people out there who talk to you about like hiring everything out that you don't enjoy and all these things. And the one thing is, is like, that's not always a reality in your business. I'm a big fan of putting numbers to it and putting goals to it. And you can't always delegate out everything. Okay. There are certain times, maybe you have to hit certain milestones before you can do that. But I think you should be strategic about it. What is true is that there is always a way to find more joy in your business. You can always make time to do the things that you love. And when you're doing things that you love and you're using those as rewards, you can make doing the things that you have to do, maybe it's just have to do right now, more tolerable for the time being because it means that you also get to do the things that you love. Because Ultimately, the other option is that you don't run your business at all, and then you're really not doing something that you love. So I hope this distinction between these two different types of burnout that I've experienced has been helpful to you. I know burnout is talked about so much, but the one thing that really stands out for me is that we need to lean into this place of doing things that light us up, of not working too hard, but also doing things that make us really happy. And 
I don't think there's any joy in overworking, whether it's doing things that we don't enjoy or whether it's working too many hours. I don't think there's joy there. And when we lean into really looking at like what moves the needle and what is fun, that is where we find the most success in business. So I hope you go out, have an amazing day. I hope you take time for yourself. I hope you take time to do something fun within your business. And I'd love to hear from you on social media on what you've really resonated from you for you from this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.